2: Welcome back to Once Upon a Time in Wakanda. I'm Tyler. I'm Bo. I'm Aaron. And we have unfortunately come to the end of season two, the season two finale. I don't want to leave Wakanda, guys. Can we extend our stay here?
0: Uh, It depends on how things shake out after Infinity War (laughs) 2. That's true. (laughs) It's hard to get a room.
2: (laughs) So, we wanted to leave you guys with a fun episode, some speculation about what's going to happen in Black Panther 2. We've kind of pointed at it in our Infinity War review and throughout this entire season, but we wanted to do a full deep dive into what we think is going to happen in the sequel. But before we do that, I just want to let you guys know that that we will be answering some of your questions at the end of this episode. So you guys have tweeted us or you've asked for some feedback or you've asked some trivia questions, which we will all kick to Bo um, (laughs) being the comic expert uh, in the panel. And so we'll do that at the end of the podcast. Okay. So guys, first, I want to play a little game here. I want to play a little game. A would you rather game? All right. So I'm going to throw out some scenarios. They have not seen what these scenarios are. And then I'm going to basically kick it to Bo or Aaron and ask for their feedback. Okay, so first, would you rather T'Challa comes back to be Black Panther or someone else takes the mantle?
1: I would rather see someone else with the mantle and then see T'Challa have to walk through just another process of uh, ascending to that status again.
2: So here's the thing. If T'Challa takes comes back, let's add another wrinkle into this. If someone else takes the mantle, it doesn't matter who it is. We'll talk about that later. If someone else takes the mantle, T'Challa would have to challenge them and beat them in a fight. Mm. That's the contingency. So he can't just come back uh. and then just claim it. Be like, ah, well, you know, <laughs> dibs. You know, he, he can't call shotgun and then come back and just put, mm. put the suit back on. Or, well, yeah, okay. So would you rather T'Challa just stay dead and then continue Man, what? with someone else? Or would you have them him come back and he has to fight someone who he loves?
1: Okay, when you put it that way, I'd just like to see him come back and and take it.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we've seen the combat scene twice now. You know what I mean? Like it it would it would feel a little overkill if we had to revisit that again. Because it was cool in the first movie, but it might be a little redundant if you saw that in the second movie. And also, he didn't have to refight Killmonger. I mean he did. But like he didn't like on a for for you know uh, tradition's sake, he had to you know fight him to to kill you know kick him out, and also as a continuation of the fight that, that lasted before. So like if like let's say like in my mind, I see Shuri uh, temporarily wearing the mantle, and I remember after Infinity War, Tyler, you said like you, you did not think that Mbaku would actually just allow her to do that, but I would say nope. given that kind of the. um the 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 oddity of the way in which everything went down, like there is so much disruption that there kind of needs rather than I, I don't think that the Jabari would take the opportunity of an alien invasion to be this thing that allows them to like gain control of Wakanda. I think like I think there is kind of at the this point almost like a a peaceful passing of the torch to Shuri if 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 at at only like if only for a temporary time. Mm. Uh, until things, until they can kind of figure out, okay, what just happened? Um, because I think for depending on how long exists in between infinity War one and two, uh, there could be like, that's if, if everybody literally just disappeared, I was thinking about this the other day, if literally everybody just disappeared off the face of the planet and we know what happened because we're the audience, we're omnipotent. Like, you know what I mean? Like we know exactly what happened, but you know, the random person, you know, on the planet, you know, like, okay, was that the rapture? Was that you right. know? Was that an alien invasion? Was that uh, this massive disease like was on that a nano-rapture? Like you know <laughs> I just passed over that. I was like, hmm, yeah, yeah, at the rapture. I'm just, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying like there there's a there's an aspect of when you don't know what happened, mm-hmm. then you don't know what happened, and there's going to be this huge upheaval on a global scale, and so I, I can kind of see um, a peaceful passing of the torch without kind of the general ceremony for both the fact that it would be redundant from uh you know from a viewing standpoint and also you know it's a unique situation that has never happened before.
2: Yeah I feel like Mbaku and the Jabari would have all the pretext they need the foundation to basically say our our initial idea that they've that you guys have been putting technology in the wrong hands and that that technology and that modernization Like Bass didn't help you out. (laughs) Right? Again, knowing that there's different gods, there's different religious persuasions in Wakanda, Bass didn't help you out. So we need to take over. Like it needs to be us.
0: I didn't see Anaman, like popping up on the battlefield either. So Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean it's it's but it's it's very interesting, I think, to see the ways in which technology did not shield them from the invasion. And so they're like, this is our point. Like technology will not shield you from the invasion. I'll tell you something else that we haven't talked about that I'm not saying we're going to see. I mean, you know, it kind of gets into Game of Thrones territory or whatever. But we have not seen any sort of, of arranged marriage for the sake of peace
0: in mm. Wakanda.
2: That would hmm. be really fascinating if Ramonda is like, sure, you have to marry M'Baku.
0: All the shippers out there, man, they're, they're going to be all for that.
2: Well, I mean, it depends on who it's for, right? Or if Nakia, you have to marry M'Baku. Like, think about it. Nakia has to marry M'Baku. T'Challa comes back. M'Baku's Black Panther and his queen is Nakia. Interesting. Like, for the sake of peace, (laughs) like, how would you feel? Like, you know, how would you feel if M'Baku and Nakia are married and they have to and then they have a child or she's pregnant and T'Challa comes
0: back and is like, bruh. (laughs)
2: like what's good i'm challenging you for everything
0: that would make for some good drama i mean you know it it does kind of answer the question where does the black panther tribe fit into wakanda if they are not the ruling tribe you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. literally every other tribe has kind of a has like a space and or a a kind of function Mm -hmm. that they they you know can like give to the society as a whole and so the black panther tribe literally their places in in the castle, like you know what I mean, like in yeah, uh, uh on the throne. And, you know, the role that they have is to serve as leaders. And so from that standpoint, you know, there was also kind of something funny about the fact that when uh Ramanda Ramonda and um Shuri were on the run they literally had nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you know, if they aren't, if if that family's not on the throne, they literally have no place to go. They, so, they can't go to the river hmm. tribe. They can't go to the. They can't go into the mines. They can't go anywhere else. Like that's
2: so that's like a tribe in and of itself. Yeah. Okay. That that's interesting because I just didn't see any evidence of anyone else. Like I only saw them. I just saw their family.
0: Oh, interesting. So
2: so I just saw their family and huh. then I saw the, the door Malaje and then I was just like, okay, so. They don't have crew, like they don't have any crew, <laughs> you right, know. Right, right. And so I'm just very, I'm very curious as to see how they'll explain that in the in the coming
0: movie. That's, that's yeah, that'd be fascinating.
2: So let me yeah. ask you guys this: Another would you rather? So who would you rather if you had to choose from these four? Who would you rather take the mantle of Black Panther? This is a very basic question: Okoye, Mbaku, Shuri, or Nakia?
0: Wait, Okoye? Where are you getting that one? What do you mean? As Dormila, think- like does she have like the right? This is unprecedented.
2: Okay. Yeah. No, you're right. Okay. This is unprecedented instability. And Nakia, I believe it was who said it was Nakia who said you're you're the greatest warrior in Wakanda. Yeah. No, that's true. And so I think there may be that that moment where someone's like, man, you should take it. If if we trust anyone, we trust you. You leave people. You you put your husband on the line. You put him in prison, or he died, or he was killed. You know, you never know what happened to Wakabi. But he was killed based upon the fact that, you know, she stood up and said, no, no more. Like, she's displayed honor. She's displayed integrity. She's displayed loyalty. Oh, no.
0: Like, she's qualified from that standpoint. But she I has understand. no tribe. Like, the Dora Malaje, they leave their home tribe mm-hmm. to be Dora Malaje. Like, that is their tribe to some extent. Yeah. And so, from that standpoint, like... She would have a strong argument. Her
2: mm. argument would be strong. I've sat on the council for years as the leader of the Dora Milaje. I know how this this country works. Yeah. It,
1: it would be strong, but my choice is Shuri. Like, I would love to see, I would love to see Shuri as Black Panther, and I know that in Should the die? first movie she was portrayed rather childishly. Mm-hmm. You know, not childishly like in a bad way, but her youth was on full display, right? right. But there have been some very—I mean, she's battle hard now. You know, whether it was the the first battle that we saw in in, uh, the first Black Panther movie, what they've walked through with Infinity War. And I think that to see some sort of development in her character in terms of strengthening her resolve, in terms of her just kind of getting this edge to her, uh, not just as someone who is amazingly brilliant, but someone uh, who begins to walk in her identity as a warrior in her Mm -hmm. own right. Uh, And she is royal. And so, um, that she's my preference, man. She's my preference.
2: Well, I would say that
1: the reason why
2: Shuri would be interesting is because I would love to see how they flip the role of Black Panther from just being sh- strength and power, and just sheer force yeah, yeah. to something more tactical, more technological, more right. strategic. I worry for her that she might not be ready for that, especially at a young age, because T'Challa has been training for years for that. And so I worry that she might not fully be ready for that.
0: Well, I, you know, we don't know that she hasn't been trained for years for that. I think it would be somewhat nearsighted yeah. for um, her parents to just like, like sideline her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, right. she may have been trained in different ways. Like she, you know, we we talked actually last season about the fact that, she from all accounts designed like the current infrastructure of Wakanda within the right, matter of right. a few years. So, yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. So she, she's been trained from, from that standpoint, she may not be trained in, in the same kind of combat, but she's trained in her own combat. We saw, I mean, she went to the battlefield. She wasn't hanging back, you know, and, and she wasn't the, uh, you know, the cyber sidekick. She was actually right. in the battlefield with gauntlets that she invented with technology that she created. Mm-hmm. So, um, can I can I can I pitch my uh uh my theory for uh Infinity War two? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Okay, pitch the theory.
2: So so I, I, this is actually incredible. So I want people to hear this.
0: All right. So so we kicked around a lot of different theories last uh, or when we um uh, did our Infinity War review about what could potentially happen. Where is everybody? Are they dead? Are they actually in the Soul Stone? And so this thought occurred to me that what if in Infinity War two? It opens up with Shuri actually going through, uh, you know, becoming the Black Panther. And, you know, so they've got like some backup herb where it came from is like a throwaway line. You can fix that pretty easily. But one way or the other, she's drinking drinking the herb and she goes into the ancestral plane and she sees her father. She sees the Black Panthers, but she looks around and she doesn't see T'Challa anywhere. And she wakes up after that and she says, they're not dead. And she recognizes yo, that he yo, that would be crazy. Yeah. So she recognizes that what Roll they the thought credits, happened homie. Yes. Didn't have title sequence, homie. Yes. I think that would be amazing. So now we have Shuri as the black Panther going and reaching out, you know, to, uh, you know, to the Avengers or to whomever so that they can now, like, she's going to reassemble the Avengers so they can go and find out what happened to half the population of the universe, because clearly they didn't die. She would be the only one. She would be the only one who has access to that kind of afterlife aspect to know whether or not someone was dead. Anyway, that's just that's. Yeah.
2: And I think I think there are two other options. If it's not Shuri, then I think there's a possibility that Wong could do something. Um, as it relates to time, and 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 tap into some dark magic
1: to find out. He was out. so instrumental in the battle. <laughs>
2: like, he was. <laughs> yo, Wong was like, bruh, yeah, so, yo, oh, so y'all, um, oh, so y'all going to fight Thanos? Uh, yo, I'm gonna, yo, I'm gonna
0: head back to yeah, the sanctum, um, sanctum homie. Um, the this, sanctum. This tuna melt's not gonna eat itself. <laughs> yeah. You
2: like, yo, when when they before they took Steven, they was you know he was getting ready to give me a sandwich, so I need to go get a sandwich. <laughs> It's like, bro, are you okay, man? But then I think the other one that we talked about it is Ant-Man. Ant-Man being able to kind of slow everything down in the microverse to see if there was, you know, time, space, relativity. He could basically see whether or not someone was, he'd go back and forth in the Oh future. man, I,
1: I forgot about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so
2: that would be interesting.
0: We know that the Ant-Man movie is going to deal a lot with the microverse. And so those there's going to be some context for that. Like, and we may be totally wrong. Going into Black Panther, thought for sure we were going to get some, you know, explanation for the Soul Stone. Didn't happen at all. Mm-hmm. So it's very possible we go into Ant-Man thinking there's going to be kind of this, you know, relative time space thing and it not happened at all. So yeah, who they've knows done a good
2: happen. job of keeping
0: us off balance.
2: Mm-hmm. I'll say this, and this might seem, you know, contradictory based upon what I've said in previous episodes. But if you're asking me of those four who I would like to see take the Black Panther mantle, it would be Nakia. It would be. I think I think from from a standpoint of I would love to see how she balances her outside affections for people, for like humanity and her humanitarian bent, yeah. how she connects all that with her Wakanda heritage. Yeah, like, I would good. love to see the tension of that. And it's, it's been offered to her. Right. So it was offered to her yep. right after when they were fleeing to go to the Jabari tribe. They're like, you should take it. And she's like, I don't have an army. And which, you know, may say she's a front runner, but you know, hey, it's fine, right? But if if you take if if you take that as as a sign of faith and a sign of belief that's placed in her, maybe that works. Yeah. I'll do one more. Uh or maybe two more. We'll see. Let's say we could bring Killmonger back. Please. But the price is you have to sacrifice Mbaku.
1: oh man that's hard that's not fair that's that's not fair that's the uh, point
2: of this entire (laughs) exercise (laughs) that's the point wow so let's say we bring killmonger back you get michael b jordan back you get the villain but you have to sacrifice a fan favorite and it has to
0: be mbaku absolutely not wow absolutely not because like don't get me wrong i want killmonger back but if that's if that's the trade-off like the complexity of killmonger was on full display in the first movie we I don't think we've gotten a chance to really explore the complexity of Mbaku, right? So no, if, we haven't. If it's after we get like a, an arc for him, like a legitimate arc for Mbaku, then I might change my answer. But as of right now, no, I'm not willing
1: to make that sacrifice. No, I'm I'm, I'm with you. I think um, as as compelling as Killmonger was, there is there is so much more intrigue uh, that 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 I think. Um, came with mbaku's character in terms of where is it going to go and 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 that relationship and just he he's he's the leader of an actual tribe so he's not just an independent contractor with his own with issues and and um and he's challenged for the mantle before so yeah give me mbaku
2: man i think we've done all our mbaku work (laughs) (laughs) i think our mbaku work work is done wow (laughs) everything else is extra credit i'm just gonna be honest i don't think there's much to explore there
0: I mean, but there is though, like we even talked specifically about the setting and, and the Jabari tribe and, you know, the fact that, you know, I, I can't remember if we talked about this on air or off air, but like the, the wood hanging up yeah. in his, his throne room is actually, you know, even though it's not metal vibranium, it's grown uniquely and as strong as metal because of, you know, the, the, the resources and the minerals that the soil that it grew into. And so like there's, there's so much more about the Jabari tribe that I really want explored. And if we don't have M'Baku, then like who is there to to really take a son?
2: I mean, so those things are interesting by themselves, but I don't think – I think once we get into some more speculation about what we think about Black Panther 2, I'd sacrifice all that for another villain or for an exploration into that, for some of that tension or or Wakanda versus America. Like I'd sacrifice – oh, I'm premature. I'm getting – sorry. But I'd sacrifice (laughs) – and Mbaku, you know, introspection, you know? Right. Like let's go into a character study of Mbaku for that. And and you know what I'm I'm guessing is I think they may make an adjustment, but I don't think it was ever their intent for Mbaku to be this amazing. I think it just shocked people. I don't think Mbaku was supposed to be the the you know the breakout star. Yeah. I think Winston Duke just did a phenomenal job. He killed his role. Everything was dope. And they're like, wow, M'Baku is dope. And I don't think it was like, man, M'Baku is going to be dope when they're writing this. Like, nah, I don't think that. I think it was just one of those things where he just did a dope job. Hmm. And so now it's like, well, now we have to give him more space. But, I mean, if you ask me, I I want Killmonger, man. Killmonger, bro. Because he's going to come back different. I feel like he's going to come back different. If he does. Not, not, saying, not saying he'll come back better or worse. I feel like he'd just be different. And that's what I want to see. How does he shift? How does he adjust? Um, let me ask you guys this, kind of, kind of switching gears a little bit. Who's the villain of Black Panther 2? Because we've spoken about Killmonger. Mm-hmm. Bo has some ideas about just kind of scope and scale of what they're going to do in Black Panther 2.
0: But who's the villain? Okay, so we talked last season about you know what you know like Doom bringing in Doom or somebody like that. Yeah, and the reality is is that after the success of Black Panther two, there's like two realistic or uh, there's three ways they could go with it. Uh, And I'll get the the worst one out of the way first. They could just make it like a remake of. Black Panther right like here's all the same you know beats here's all the same tensions here's all the same you know everything else and that's never what you want because whenever I don't
2: think Kugler's gonna do that
0: yeah I don't I don't think he would either but like in just terms of like what Hollywood does when they make sequels that that's just what you end up seeing so that means that like in order to do it right there's two ways they can go one is by going the Uh, massive route. Like how do we blow this up even, even larger? And that's where you get somebody like, you know, a a Dr. Doom and, and, you know, world war Wakanda type situation where they're, you know, all everybody's going in and they're trying to get the vibranium or or whatever it may be. Um, The other aspect is actually to go instead of quite large, go quite small and actually make it a little bit more of a character piece And perhaps even like sow the seeds of disruption from amongst the tribal leaders, maybe get kind of a, an idea of like what's going on and exploring kind of the merchant tribe explore. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. you know, think about this. If they just opened up Wakanda's borders in a unique way that is set to actually benefit the merchant tribe more so than anybody else right because now all of a sudden mm. they've got the ability they've been importing stuff now they've got the ability to export which is going to give them kind of a unique leg up on the rest of the tribes so you could actually see the merchant tribe being uh, positioned to be you know to actually start going after kind of gathering more power and right and, uh, so it could, like
2: it, it could be like a political it could be like a political could be a political
0: but while it's political it also could be personal it also could be emotional I think it would be really fascinating if the villain for next the next movie was Mephisto.
2: That's a great one. You know, yeah. I was thinking about that. That's a
0: great idea. So Mephisto is the Marvel Universe's devil. Like essentially, there's there's a lot of kind of you know uh, godlike creatures. There's a lot of demonic creatures. But when at the end of the day, Mephisto is the closest thing that exists in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Satan. Um, And I was even thinking about if they did like Mephisto, who would make a good one? And, you know, I realized I was like, you know, it'd be really interesting if they wanted to kind of do some bridge work. If they got, uh, the guy that played Kilgrave to come Uh, back as the embodiment of the devil you know, if like Mephisto like grabbed his soul because he is so like.
1: Wow. Because he really. Yo, was, this is interesting, yeah. right? And so. this so that two- character would be like an incarnation of Mephisto.
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, from that, like, huh. same, same guy, like, you know, his same get up, except instead of purple, he's wearing red or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. But even if it's not him, like, I loved the idea of like Black Panther versus the White Devil. Right. Yes. Like, like yes. there could be some nice little yeah. themes that are, you know, maybe a bit on the nose, but like you can yeah, that's, really on, play that's with. on that's right <laughs> on the nose. That's
2: Rudolph's red nose reindeer right there, but that's good though. Right. I think that's a great idea.
0: Huh. Man. And also obviously setting up for whatever the arc for uh Nakia would be, because he is so influential in her storyline in terms of what uh, the actions that make her go down a dark path. Now, obviously, they would take it in a different direction than what happened in the comics, but it'd be a nice nod to what happened in the comics to have him, like, when his whole scheme gets done, mm-hmm. and I think even is successful at getting done and perhaps tearing apart these these teams or these uh, these tribes, uh, could set up so that now, by the end of the movie, she's ready to become Malice or whatever right. the, the movie version of Malice is going to be.
1: Right. Aaron, what you think, man? You know, you brought up Mephisto, right? But what about the the other... the other villain, his name is Achibe, or yeah, Akibe. yeah uh, Akibe. Revan Akibe. Akibe, Akibe, yeah, right? Yeah. So, because what he does is very subversive. So while while T'Challa is away or or distracted, he mm-hmm. kind of swoops yes. in yes. and does this very subversive thing, just kind of really ascends to the throne. One. And so, mm-hmm. um, that would be an interesting take too. But I mean, but yeah, but
2: this religious huckster, like this yeah, guy, who you know, comes just kind of slides in and slides manipulates in and then, the spiritual. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I really like that idea. I don't I, I love the idea eventually of, of Doom and, you know, kind of the World War Wakanda idea. I don't think it's going to be in, in two. I think that's a little bit premature. Yeah, and I think we've already battles. We've already seen the invasion, really. Um, And then that kind of eliminates if we're thinking about the invasion of Wakanda and that not being the thing. We've already seen that, and so that would kind of push away the scroll invasion too, you know, which I think would be really, which would be really good. And I think, you know, if we're talking about Captain Marvel and the introduction of scrolls into, you know, Skull War um, vibe into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think that would be interesting eventually to, to pull it
0: back. Scrolls, for those not not aware, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, okay. it's all good. Uh, they're aliens that are basically shapeshifters. So there was this whole concept of. Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion, yeah. In which it was discovered that um, one of these characters, I think it was Electra, if I'm not mistaken, uh, was discovered to actually be a scroll. So, like this person they thought was a hero for these several years was actually an alien in disguise. And it started this kind of big question mark of who can you trust? Like, who is actually uh, who they say they are? And and, and how, you know, they're they're actually scrolls in disguise. Do you think they'd actually do do scrolls as a Black Panther arc as opposed to like an Avengers arc?
2: Well, I, what I'm saying is, I think my little my little Wishlist. prediction for Infinity War two is that they're going to get to a penultimate moment, and they're going to have the moment to vanquish Thanos or to bring people back. Mm. And in that moment, someone in the team will be revealed to be a scroll, like that someone someone on the team they'll have to reckon with the fact that someone on the team will be revealed to be an imposter and it'll change everything. I could see that oh. being a
0: end credit scene. Yes. Of like well, Nick Fury and then like all of a sudden his chin pops or something like that. Right, even that or, but
2: I, I feel like there's going to be some sort of little tidbit and kind of setting up phase four, I feel like they have to include some Wait a minute. Is what we're seeing really what we're seeing?
0: Mm, and so mm-hmm.
2: T'Challa comes back. Is is that T'Challa or is that is that really Okoye or is it like I feel like they have to ask huh. they, that that throws uncertainty into the entire universe.
1: Which is and set so up I think that would yeah, which will set up wow. the next
2: 10 years because you have to figure out a way to <laughs> right. do, you know, you have to figure out a way to authenticate who people are. Yeah. I, I think if 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 we're pushing away those ideas for now, although I think the scroll idea will happen in Infinity War II, mm. I would love the idea of America versus Wakanda. I would love for America to try to colonize Wakanda. At at a moment of weakness, at a moment of instability try to colonize and then we see the you know kind of black panther versus american panther like we're going to try to replicate the same things basically the beat of you know the imperialists trying to come in and replicate everything that they see in in the country or the tribe that they would find to be oh well this works for them so let's try to do it ourselves
0: yeah but when like i guess in what way because i mean it wouldn't necessarily be like a you know uh strike force or like you know actual war because that would be that'd be an insane insane losing battle so you just mean like in terms of commerce and cultural appropriation
2: yeah but but beyond that really undermining wakanda on a world stage now that wakanda's in the world stage like a disinformation campaign oh interesting we've asked all these questions about wakanda and what if america is able to plant the seeds of disinformation about Wakanda in a PR way around the world it's uh it's a whole country <laughs> exactly I mean like that's that's exactly what we would yeah, interested. Wow. but then but then it's like oh so they've been lying to us like that little triumphant moment of T'Challa before the UN actually undermines them because it's like no nah, they've been lying to us and so the, these people they have to be stopped and then you get the idea of You know, countries trying to use, come together and kind of create a mini Illuminati that takes on, you know, Wakanda. And so America sets the stage for this Wakanda versus the world. So
1: instead of them being seen as like a light, it turns in terms of them being viewed as a threat. Yep. Right. Mm
2: -hmm. Interesting. But isn't isn't that. Isn't that intrinsically the story? Of well, yeah. the but then, especially
1: when you consider the vibranium factor, right? Because that's right. the thing. Mm-hmm. There is this there's this incredibly powerful element that sets Wakanda apart from every other nation. And so it's like we want some of that vibranium, you know? I mean, right. or, or or why do they get to have it all? Or who says they're the ones who exactly. can steward it properly? Or, or, or is just like
2: a, it's like a, a civil war thing? No, we need to oversee this. Why? The world needs to yeah. oversee how much you have too much. So where does the movie take place?
0: When does it take place? No, 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 no where? where? Where's the setting of this movie? I think it would be global. I think it would be global. They've been doing that a lot. Like, even the next Spider-Man movie, I think mm-hmm. it's taking place in London, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes. Uh, and That's so, crazy, bro. Like, I, I think the... And even even Civil War, like, you know, which was very much in a very American-centered comic book, they intentionally went, like, literally all over. Yes. Like, they had those mm-hmm. big, like, title cards with where everything was. And, like, the big final battle was in France? Mm -hmm. or Sweden or something like it's crazy so yeah I I could see it being more global I mean that does kind of take away the specialness of like the self-contained movie in Wakanda but based on the way the movie ended I guess you kind of have to but here's the thing they've
2: done something amazing by creating one of the greatest movies of all time you know from a blockbuster standpoint I just had to throw that back in there (laughs) but they've done they've they've done they've done something amazing but they've also kind of created a very significant challenge for themselves because hmm. all the things that you could basically do based upon how they were used in Infinity War, all the things that you could naturally do in Black Panther 2 to make it like an Empire Strikes Back, it's already been done, really. I mean, what are, what are we going to have here? Like, he's already had his his father has been killed in front of him. He's already been presumed to be dead. So what do you do? You kill his mother or his mother dies? I mean, yeah, you can do that, but he's already experienced that. Yeah, you could have someone come in and overthrow him, but you've already experienced that. Yeah, you could have someone come in and invade the country, but you've already experienced right. that. Okay, And so it creates this like, man, it's going to be really interesting. I'll say one more thing that I would love to see. Eventually, it doesn't have to be in the sequel, but we got to get a Namor. Like, we got to get Namor versus T'Challa, right? I mean, we have to get... Like,
1: why you say wait
2: that's, that's, like that's the uh,
1: Atlantis like, yeah, yeah, angle, right?
0: Atlantis yeah. angle. And there's also, yeah. Namor is, I think, tied with the X Men. Yes. And I think Fox yes. controlled. I, I Namor is love lame.
2: To see- Namor's Namor's lame. lame. Namor is
0: lame. Yeah. Namor is super lame. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've never. He's like he's like a less cool. I said cool this was the
2: season finale. This is the series finale <laughs> of Once Upon a Time in Wakanda. Namor is like a
0: less cool Aquaman. Oh, yeah. Shots fired.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Shots fired at yourself. That's what that is. Okay.
0: There's some boomerang bullets, homie. What you mean? Namor is dope, man. I mean, he's 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 such a jerk, man. Like he's, yeah. He's like, all right, so Namor, the other thing too is whenever I think of Namor, I really <laughs> kind of- Absolutely. That's why we want to see it. I always associate him mostly with the Fantastic Four. And in modern mm-hmm. modern times, he's been more associated with the X Men because I mean, this was not originally the case, but it has become the case that he was, uh, or, or is, arguably the world's first mutant, or at least right. claims mm-hmm. that title because that's what he does. He just claims everything. He's like, "Oh, I'm the greatest, everything!" And now I'm in the water, and so you just want to see him run running around with a slick back hair and a speedo and his little little feathered feet.
2: I want to see. <laughs> I want to see how because that's that's what he is no (laughs) that's all he does no but he's a deceiver though like he plays both sides i want to see that element okay he plays both sides he deceives he's subversive he's very slick he's very clever and and really t'challa wasn't it wasn't killmonger wasn't clever he was Hmm. just straightforward and so how does t'challa deal with a, a true tactician a true strategist who has two, three, four moves behind what he's doing right now.
1: That's what we have yet to see. And I think that's probably going to be a major part of the plot of the next movie Hmm. is that we've seen the warrior aspect, but then there's also... um, you know, the, the, the playing chess with someone like a on a, bro. on a, on a political economic right. kind of, you know, way and sniffing out subplots and subversive mm-hmm. agendas yeah. and things like that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely.
0: It'd be nice to see him more sure of himself. Cause that, that was, you know, the art, his arc in the first movie was about him trying to find his footing. So it'd be nice mm-hmm. to have him like actually on his footing, like a cat. Well, let me, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yo, you silly bro. <laughs> But let me let me ask you guys this. And I mean, I know this is the podcast Once Upon a Time in Wakanda. I'm the biggest Black Panther fan, you know, of the movie. I, I, um, I understand. Would we be better served not having a sequel?
0: Ooh. You know, I've actually thought about that from all of the post-Ant-Man heroes introduced. So Doctor Strange, Spider-Man... Uh, Black Panther. I think that's it. Do we have any, any more well, guardians of the galaxy? Well, no guardians was pre Ant-Man. Oh, you're talking about, Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 So, um,
2: that's everyone. Captain Marvel. So, so there's three
0: and Captain Marvel. So yeah, that's good. So I, you know, I, I almost kind of feel like Dr. Strange, especially serves the universe more as like peppered into other people's stories. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, him in Infinity War, way better than him in his own movie. And I like Doctor Strange. I, I I enjoyed that movie. Some people didn't like it. I liked it. I liked it. Um, And so, you know, I, I almost kind of wonder if it makes more sense for Marvel because the crossover stuff is so much better than the independent, like the standalone films for the mm-hmm. most part. Team I, everyone up. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> if it makes more sense just to say like, here's all of these character introductions and now for the quote sequels it's you know um you know it's it's the you know doctor strange and the illuminati or, or something of that nature mm. um mm. that could be really that could be really cool that's that being tasty. said black panther is different than everybody else because he comes with a vast supporting cast and a unique country and doctor strange you know yeah doctor strange comes with kind of the whole idea of you know the the multiverse and everything yeah, else it's not the same that's more of like a that's like a power source uh, for him, and it's not necessarily like a a playground. Whereas Black Panther comes like Wakanda is not necessarily his power source. There's an element of that that's true, but it's more of like a vast playground of all of these different sandbox stories that you could tell inside that playground. Does that make sense? Hmm. Yeah, yeah that, know, makes, it, sense. It, it that makes sense.
2: That uh, makes sense. Yeah, I'm just gonna t- I'm gonna be honest with you guys.
0: You think they peaked early? I pe-
2: I think they peaked, bro. I'm very nervous about the peak. Mm. I I think they peaked because as much I'm, these guys are paid to do this. They're far beyond us. They've exceeded all our expectations, but I'm racking my brain. I'm racking my brain to say, how could they do something that is both surprising that I can't predict and satisfying? Because one thing about Black Panther 1 is the scale of it and the drama of it. Made the predictability okay because if you think about it, you could predict that's how it was going to happen, but it made it okay because it was it was the drama it was the scale it was wakanda it was our first time seeing it it was it was you know mythical, and now I'm like, what could you do that is both unpredictable and if it's predictable that would be satisfying and I have no idea like I have no idea and i'm gonna tell you it's because of how they use them in infinity war it's because infinity war ruins so much how are you guys going to do this it didn't ruin it it didn't i, I well, would i would i'll say it ruined it may have ruined the character like building of the character going forward because now what are it we going to have momentum. yeah what are yeah. we going to have we're going to have yeah. just constant invasions like everything's going to be an invasion you can't do that yeah. and then the other the other thing is i think the only way it could be it could exceed the expectations is if they said, you want women? We'll give you women. The women rule everything. Like, what would happen if if it's just all centered on Okoye, Shuri, Nakia, Ramonda? That's the basis for it. Hmm. And then T'Challa kind of takes a backseat in his own film.
1: I think that's a very real possibility. Yeah.
2: that's That's the only way I'm seeing like, okay, that would be dope. Because then, what if, you know let's say hypothetically t'challa becomes king of the dead you know and someone's already holding the black panther mantle he doesn't want to challenge them he loves them he cares for them and so it's like i'm going to become king of the dead i'm here if you need me but it's your country
0: uh-huh. so dark knight okay all right so batman begins fine film it's okay Dark Knight comes in, completely changes the game. Batman Begins was good, bro. It was really yeah, good. Yeah, no, but yeah. what I'm saying he was is... He's like, oh, it's all right, you know, it's fine, Phil. By comparison to Dark Knight... Oh, yeah. I mean, like, Dark Knight completely changed what people's perception of a comic book film could be. Right. Yeah. You know, and so it, it almost redefined the genre. It's by one of the few films DC has actually pulled off. Well, that's a whole nother conversation, but yeah. <sighs> <sighs> but part of the brilliance of that movie is the, that even though it's a quote Batman movie, it's not a Batman movie. It is an ensemble movie in much the same way that right. Black Panther was. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so from that standpoint, I kind of feel like they could do something very similar. Like Harvey Dent, who is not the villain in Dark Knight, was as much a character, if not more so, than Batman in that movie. Same thing with, you know, with Gordon. Uh, that's a great point. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think, uh, really of course, is. the Joker, obviously, who stole the show. But, like, for the most part, like, all of those characters had equal time, had equal development. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what Black Panther did right. Because Black Panther wasn't just about T'Challa. It was an ensemble cast. They each had their own arc that they were going on. And so I feel like, like I, I was about to say season two, I feel like the <laughs> sequel. <laughs> right. Um, if, you know, Kugler's aware of what he did, you know what I mean? Like he didn't just, he th- that didn't happen by accident. Like he's a genius. Exactly. Man. He knows exactly what he's doing and he's brilliant at sequels. We've seen this before. So from that standpoint, I, I see very specifically him being able to capitalize on what worked before in terms of structure with making it an ensemble movie and doing so in a way that you know, I I don't want to put too heavy expectations on him. Like, I don't think that the next one's just going to absolutely like, blow us away. But I don't think we're going in an Age of Ultron direction. Like, I think that the what we're going to get is going to be a good, solid follow up. That's good. Yeah, that that's a I trust Kugler. Yeah.
2: Yeah. In Kugler, we trust. Yeah, for sure. Now, more or less money, real quick. More or less money. You
0: think less. it makes more? More or less. It's it's gonna probably gonna make less money. Because Black Panther was such an experience, it was like. They, they would have to do something that you never thought you'd ever see again. Like that's the thing that Marvel historically, right. when, when they make the most money, they do something you never thought you would see. Yeah.
1: And that's what makes you go back to the theater several times over. It's going to be successful, but I don't think it's going to approach the financial success globally. Um, that the first black Panther film has been able to produce. I think it's going to get the same, same amount of money, mm, same amount of money.
2: I think it's gonna be the same. I don't think it's gonna be less.
0: I don't think it's gonna be a failure if it doesn't get the same amount of money. Like would
2: you consider oh, it a no. failure if it doesn't? No, but I think Wakanda is in it's embedded in the culture now. Yeah. And so I think if you if you're talking about greatest blockbuster, like the reason why I make that argument is because now whenever a Star Wars movie comes out Solo. Well, except <laughs> we, exce- we got one for, in the theater, except right? Except now for that coming. one.
1: Except for that one. <laughs> Lost like what? R- like really? 50 million? It, it's a good movie though. Y'all
0: go see Solo. It's, any it's
2: other time, any other time, you have not had that happen. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that we're seeing. And that's, that's a lot of negative press and then a lot of other things that go into it because it's an anthology film. And so, because it's an anthology film, it's separated. But what I say is now, every, every other time you have a Star Wars sequel or a Star Wars main title, it's an event. It's always, even if you hate it, even if you hate the the prequels, it's an event. You still went to see it. Even if you're like, yo, Attack of the Clones was horrible. You went to see Revenge of the Sith. And you did because it's Star Wars. And I think Black
1: Panther is Black Panther. Then there's the element of, so the Black Panther was a phenomenon because it was able to draw in not only hardcore comic fans. Right, you know, or or Marvel fans, I should say, um, but it was there was a cultural element to it that that just added to the success, right? So it wasn't just the fact that you had people who had probably never come across the source material or things of that nature, and and still going to see the movie for right. the cultural aspect. Yep. And so I say, with with that factor working in, I could see how that could happen. The culture's
2: strong, man. I, I don't think people are off Black Panther. I don't think they did anything to
1: ruin. Our perception oh no! Of, I think no, it's yo. All. We just take it to
2: another level. Man. I would
1: I would say that that also contributed to the success of Infinity War.
2: Yeah, I, I think it took Infinity War. I think War, it added to it. I'm not saying it made it, it, it yeah, but I it think, added uh, to it. It added probably ten or fifteen million on yeah. to Infinity War. I think it did. And, and in terms I think, of
0: getting in, in terms of getting people in the door, yeah, I mean, if you look actually at the marketing campaign, how much they really, you know, Ibanba. They did the whole like Wakanda promo, and that's mm-hmm. like. Two minutes of the movie. <laughs> you know
2: what I mean? And they pushed it up a week. Like, mm. <laughs> they pushed it up a week because they're like, no, nah, we want to keep this money going. Yep. Right. Okay, so we have to get to, before we leave, we have to get to our Twitter questions and our
0: feedback. Yeah, absolutely. I'd uh, love to hear
2: what people are saying. And you guys, please tweet at us at Wakanda Podcast. On Twitter we love to hear your feedback you can also leave iTunes reviews as well and subscribe to us there we really want you guys to. we really want this to be an interactive experience so this is something that's fun for us this is something that's exciting it's a hobby but we also want to answer your questions hear your feedback and I think some people have some critiques too and so we want to get into that as well critiques of us yeah we, we <laughs> we're wide open to that. wide what? open to that
0: All right, so uh, this first one comes in from Coffee Light Sweet on Twitter.
2: What up? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like you don't know how to answer, like, oh, Coffee Light Sweet, what's
0: up? Yeah, CLS. I I have thoroughly enjoyed season one of your podcast. It is aged like fine wine. Thank you. And Mm. I'm looking forward to season two. Two questions, please. Can you help? The first one, if no kings visited the Jabari for centuries, how did Zuri know M'Baku's name for Challenge Day? Mm. That's the first question. And then you want to go ahead and get yeah, the second Yeah, yeah. Second question is, uh, after Black Panther uses his suit, how does he change back into his, quote, regular clothes? Mm,
2: yeah, that's those Those are two really good questions. I would say on the first one, just because kings haven't visited there, I think that's like ceremonial and procedural. But I think you probably, there's a system where they have to know who's in power in each of the tribes, yeah. even if they don't necessarily visit them. And the Wakandan Council, I f- I figured there will be a some sort of political system to where the Jabari can't just sit out in Jabari Land without having to ever check in.
0: <laughs> Jabari Land,
2: it's a great idea, Disney. Yeah. You know, if you're looking for a, a you know, yeah, a, a Disney World type thing, Jabari Land is dope. But anyway, so I just feel like they would have to check in. You know,
1: yeah. What Tyler said. All right.
2: All right. <laughs> and then and then uh T'Challa's suit, I I think the, the suit is kind of over top of whatever he has on.
0: Yeah, you know how like when when it's coming on like something's like dripping off? Right. Was that like I didn't perceive that at the time as like his clothes.
2: Well, I, I tell you what, we can we can actually answer this question because of Infinity War. We can answer this question because of Infinity War because Tony Stark had a nanite suit. And so when when the nanites started to fail in his battle against against uh, Thanos, then he was what was revealed was his clothes, like his clothes were underneath. Right. It was just over top. It was an extra outer layer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That's good. And this is like, you know, bleeding edge. You know, Tony Stark's bleeding edge armor. What Black Panther had in Black Panther is like that 5.0. So yeah, it's more advanced. absolutely absolutely you, you can keep your clothes, you're good.
2: <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be naked under that. No. So it's all I get home. All
0: right. I can't say how much and this uh this is actually coming from at Pitch One. What's up? All right, it says I can't say how much the work and effort you guys put into the podcast is not only enjoyed, but also appreciated. Also, the description of Avengers handling of Wakanda and its characters as quote back to business was dead on. Keep up the good work. Appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Absolutely. Let's see. We really appreciate that. People quoting my article from on uh, Wakanda as a character versus Wakanda as a place. Great article. Put that link in the description. Wakanda forever. This is from uh, David Dansky on Twitter. What up? Says, "Uh, keep them coming. Especially liked the M'Baku episode. What uh, I would have liked to hear your views on the quote monkey noises. He, the tribe made. I found that uh, very disturbing. He says, uh, English racist football, a.k.a. soccer, fans do this when black players have the ball.
2: Yeah, so I I feel, um, mm. I don't know if those are monkey noises. It's more barking. It's more of a, a barking, Even even when they went up to the challenge. I don't feel that those are monkey noises. I feel like it's more akin to, this is how I approach it. I don't approach it from its, racist um underside i approach it from its redeemed um black side and that would be fraternity it it just reminded me of a fraternity having Hmm. been a member of a fraternity we acted like that not because we were we were doing monkey sounds we acted like
0: that why are you looking at me funny (laughs) wait i didn't know you were you were a frat guy you were in a fraternity yeah man absolutely and so wait 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 what, what fraternity were you in alpha new side all right yeah
2: I'm holding up the sign right now. I'm, I'm, I'm holding up the sign. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't a member of the Divine Nine, but it was the only fraternity allowed on our campus. Wow. So. All right. All right. And and yeah, man.
1: Every tribe had a war cry that was unique. Exactly. And so that's the way that's I good, took bro. what the Jabari tribe was doing. That was their unique war cry. That was their, you know, unique battle chance. So that's good. Yeah, that's, that's the answer. Great question,
0: though. All right, so uh, Cashmere uh, at Cashmere on Twitter says the latest episode Avengers Infinity War view was super dope on this warm spring night. Drove around for an extra hour just so that I could can, uh, wow. conceptualize you guys' thoughts and predictions about the film and its legacy. Yo,
2: that's crazy. Yeah, thank man. you, man. Yeah. That's 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 really that's, that's awesome.
0: Uh, yeah, don't don't send us your gas belt That's that's so great.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's see if I can find one more. Oh, 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 oh. And then, you know, this is actually kind of cool. So we actually, um, had a listener write essentially a, a full blog post review of season one of once upon a time in Wakanda. Wow. Uh, and this is coming from the, uh, unfinished lady.com blog. Uh, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to necessarily read the whole thing, but basically, uh, Dora Mil- the article is called Dora Milaje Race to be queen. And it's a really good kind of, uh, you know, unpacking of some of the stuff we said, mm-hmm. calling out the obvious uh, nature of all three of us dudes talking about the Dora Absolutely, Elijah, yeah. And, uh, and and all the, the blind spots that kind of come along uh, from that route. But yeah. really, yeah. really solid stuff. Yeah,
2: um, it was very helpful. I think, you know, we're definitely fully aware that there's some extreme limitations here in our viewpoint and how absolutely. things are perceived. And I think one of her points was kind of the idea of, of, of course, there would be some sort of, you know, path towards romance or, or being a queen within that concept. So yeah. it that makes a lot of sense when you sit down and think about
0: it. I'll read this excerpt real quick. So I was listening to the episode four of Once Upon a Time in Wakanda, which spoke about the Dora Milaje as women sent to the king, trained as warrior's and prospective brides. Uh, The quote, all male host panel agreed that it was a good thing that the 2018 MCU black Panther movie did not include the bride part of the storyline. They said this was problematic uh, to have these women be raised as potential brides. And I have two thoughts immediately upon hearing that the first one was uh, the uh, this from coming to America. She's your queen quote. (laughs) Right. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Actually, she embedded the, uh, the video. (laughs) I love that. That's so dope. Uh, And uh, no, it's not she makes the argument it's not problematic
2: well here's here's what i would say i i i i mean she probably has if you've read christopher priest the way he does it is is like very strange i'll just say that like it's strange how he writes women i like it's 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 weird to me and so the the idea on his face isn't necessarily bad i think the way it's presented maybe could make us think something that it does it isn't right so maybe it could make us think it's worse than what it actually is in reality but the way he presents it is is weird to me Interesting. so but i think that's i think that's great pushback if it's done in a in a dignifying and honoring way i think that's good
0: yeah yeah uh, and then this is great so this is from timothy he says i must give a shout out to at the real bow york at burns 23 and at aaron james Tim, what up homie uh, the Wakanda podcast for getting me into comics without it. I would not, I would not have read the black Panther nor infinity war comics and would have been left wondering in bleak horror until the next infinity war movie comes out. Thanks guys.
2: <laughs> yeah. There are so many books to check out. I really want to encourage you guys to do a deep dive. There's books to check out. One in particular I love for people to see um, and read is Panther's rage. I think that's a great story. Um, there's kind of a clan element to that story as well, with T'Challa investigating um, a murder um, that was perpetrated by the clan in America. I think that's just great stuff. I mean, the Man Without Fear. If you can find anything related to Jungle Action, because that's how he was introduced. If you can find anything in those storylines, good luck. But mm-hmm. you'll see some some elements from the movie that were taken directly from Jungle Action um Secret Invasion with the Jason Aaron run. I'm telling you there's so much to to pull from that I really think, you know, we should engage our imagination. That's mm-hmm. why we do this. We should Absolutely. engage our imagination.
0: Also we have uh, K Love on Twitter says, "I just found your podcast. I love it." Uh, I hope you go in depth with Killmonger and Nakia. I also love you guys' intelligence, chemistry, and your love for the comics. I would love to hear you uh, discuss other things outside of Black Panther, like TV movies. Uh, your conversations oh, are gold. Yeah, okay,
2: okay. we might do that.
0: Interesting. We might do that. Uh, once, once upon, upon a, time a time in Hell's Kitchen, <laughs> the Luke Cage podcast. Way, <laughs> <laughs> Look ah, at this if y'all don't know, if y'all don't know, Tyler hates Luke Cage.
2: I do not hate Luke Cage. He don't hates say Luke that. Cage Series. I don't like the Netflix show, but well I'm documented. going to, I'm going to watch anyway. I'm I can, put a, right hate Luke I can put a super cut right now. I can put a super cut right now. He just never waste right an now.
1: opportunity to throw shade
2: <laughs> on the show whenever the topic comes it's up. It's not hard, but anyway, um, I'm going to, I'm going to watch season two and then. Maybe we can do a Luke Cage podcast.
1: It uh, comes out here in a couple of weeks or so. We should do a once upon a time
2: in Hollywood. We should do that. Like it's just mm. a once upon a time or whatever. Like I'll be down for that.
0: Interesting. Interesting.
2: Just, just specific runs though. Like specific runs of, Hey, we take this TV show. And we do a deep dive into it. We take this movie, do a deep dive. We take this, you know, comic do a deep dive.
0: And you yeah. know, it's, I, you know, there's, there's too many tweets on this to to comment on, but the biggest feedback that we got from season one was where's the Killmonger episode and where's in the key episode? So <laughs> yeah. hopefully, hopefully
2: you guys enjoyed those. Hopefully you guys enjoyed yes. those, and that satisfied it for you. But if we need to do some more, season three is coming. Yo, guys, I'm really, I'm really thankful to be able to do this with you. And this is this has been fun. The first two seasons have been awesome. I've learned a lot. Um, and then at the end of it all, I think the imagination leads to joy, mm. leads to this joy that we can we have the the luxury of being able to sit back and just kind of imagine a world outside of our own broken flawed world and what would that look like you know what would it look like if we were never colonized you know i think that's fun to to speculate and it brings a lot of joy. So thank you guys. Bo. No and doubt. Bo, uh, and Aaron. I, uh, Aaron. I like Umboku. <laughs> Umboku. Nah, be no? Nah, no? not with the not with the barks, man. Yeah, <laughs> the bark, the barks. That's, that's how the barks. The barks <laughs> <come down.
0: laughs> um, you know, hey, we should mention so season three is coming, but it'll probably be closer to the release of Black Panther two. I mean, like, I guess Infinity War two is like will come out before the next Black Panther, so you can kind of expect in a special episode like we did with yeah. Infinity War. But in the meantime, how can people keep up with us and what's going on?
2: Yeah, so I'm on Twitter at Burns23. Follow at your own
1: risk. You can follow me on Twitter at Aaron James it's a E A R O N J A M E S, bro.
0: It's a E, <laughs> E A Ron. And I'm at the Real Bo York on Twitter as well. You got at Wakanda Podcast on Twitter. Yeah. That's where a lot of the the feedback man, that we just man. Read, tell came
2: them about from. your pods, man. Yo, they need to know that you do some more commentary, man. Tell them about it.
0: All right, so yeah, I guess there was the mention of TV stuff. So if you if you are interested, we do we do a, a podcast or I do a podcast called Flash TV Talk about the, uh, the CW's flash. So if that interests you at all, check that out. I would promote panel to screen, but panel to screen got hacked this last past year. Yikes. And so, uh, actually that, that feed has actually been folded into the flash TV talk temporarily oh, until man. we can fix it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a mess. Um, but you know, beyond that too, I mean, all of us write for, uh, the witness, I mean, I, we, yep. we need to, we gotta, we gotta promote the witness. Absolutely. So
2: the witness is a black Christian collective and so we write about culture, politics, theology, race, fashion, music, movies. I mean, a little bit of everything. And all of us write for The Witness. I'm the co-host of The Witness podcast, official witness podcast, Pass the Mic Um, So you can follow me there at underscore Pastor Mike as well. And uh, Aaron writes uh, for The Witness as well. He's got a podcast coming out later uh, this year that we're scheming and plotting. We're preparing in Wakanda. We're just cooking it up and we're just waiting for official approval from the Wakanda Council. Um, So we can put that out to the people and uh, you can follow us there at uh, thewitnessbcc.com. So thewitnessbcc.com, you'll hear Um, You'll see stuff advertised for Once Upon a Time in Wakanda and a whole bunch of other stuff as well. And man, we just really want to create a platform for people if you are someone who has a voice, and I didn't even really talk to you guys about this, but if you're someone who has a voice, um, we are looking for more people to add to the team. So if if you have a voice, if you love geek culture, you want to talk about certain things or you want the opportunity to write about certain things, reach out to us, hit us up, because you never know what can happen. Until season three. Wakanda forever.
1: (laughs) Just get it out of your system. Yes. It's out of my system. Check one, two. Check,
0: check, one, two. My check. Check one. Check two. Mike
1: check one two. Mike check one two. All right. I have no idea what Tyler's been typing over there, so this is going to be fun. I know, I know. This is. It's like I actually a, like it that way. It's like a
0: game show. Wheel of Wakanda. <laughs> in Wakanda. Can't
2: imagine the thing would be like super black. You got the door milage. Yeah. it's like Vanna white. Tell them what she's won. <laughs> a winner
1: stay in. They just the they, Jabari they, tribe? they highlight
2: the. They highlight the the letters by hitting it with their spear.
0: <laughs> Bling. <laughs> Except it would be vibranium, so it would, like formulate.
2: Yeah. All right. You ready? Oh yeah, I know you got to finish
1: chewing. These marks, man, pick up.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the plastic. I was behind. good
1: yesterday, though. I didn't rub my beard one time. No, you did. Yeah, you did really well.
0: Welcome back to Wakanda. How you guys doing? Uh, today on Once Upon a Time in Wakanda, we are talking about the mating habits of the Wakanda love. African swallow. It's the bird, the tiny bird from Africa. The pigeon. Humming. Is this recording? Because yes. I, need, I
2: need this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is Wakanda Public Radio. It's not a real animal. The the pigeon bird. <clears throat>
2: Or do it like Audible. This is Wakanda.
0: <laughs> All right, let's do it.
2: Wakanda forever.
0: This episode was brought to you in part by the Audio Adventure Series Discovery Mountain. Help your kids fall in love with the Bible. Each True to Life Adventure story will draw
1: them closer to Jesus. Visit discoverymountain.com/ct.